Amen, amen. We're just getting underway. We're going to welcome everybody on on one, two, three. Everybody say welcome. Welcome. There you go. We're going to jump in. So how many people excited about being here today? Yeah. How many people are fired up to get into the Word of God? Oh, I thought you were fired up in the Word of God. I don't know about you guys, but I like getting fired up in the Word of God. Because you know what? It's like, it just burns all that old stuff off. And, um, that's a good stuff. And everybody online is, oh my God, you're a bottle on fire. But you know what? I got your attention this morning, didn't I? Woo, good deal. The best is yet to come, man. That's good stuff. So with that being said, I just want to give you guys, keep you guys on the toes, on the toes. People that see that before usually sit in the back after the first time. And like, what's he doing this week, man? He's catching stuff on fire. But anyway, I wanted to really kind of store our hearts with the message and just shake our spirits. How many know it's not a good thing to be comfortable being a Christian? I'm not talking about resting in the Lord. I'm talking about just getting kind of lackadaisical, kind of, yeah, maybe I'll go to church. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll pray. Maybe I won't. I'll definitely pray if something's wrong. Right? Y'all, I mean, our life is a journey, right? Our spiritual walk and the whole thing. And so I want to be talking to a few areas of, of our life. And, and really three areas that I want to be talking about is not enough, just enough, and more than enough. And I think you guys are going to be surprised what God does with this. I was. I, you know what? I'm, I'm praying about it through the week what God's going to give us. And, and I was telling Kenny last night on the phone. I said, man, this is getting good. This is getting good. He said, what do you mean? I never know what God's got till we finish up. And then I get here and then he changes it. And it's even better, right? So, you know, we're just going to go with what God's got. And that's always the best plan. If you believe that, let me hear you say amen. amen. So I want to talk a little bit about complacency. How many know complacency is a killer? You know what it'll kill? What can it kill? I'll tell you a couple things. It'll kill your dreams. If you just sit on the sidelines of life and let it just go by. Well, I would have done that. Have you ever noticed once you get, I don't know. I'm going to say about 30, 35, maybe, definitely 40. Now that 52, I used to could. Y'all don't know what that means. I used to could do that. I used to be able to do that. Man, I tell you what, we, we just, man, we, it's amazing. I would really like to hear somebody describe yourself, you know, right now, and describe yourself back then, and then real back. See, because, man, because I tell you, my, my, my kids must have thought I was like this. And then I saw some pictures the other day, and that was not the case. You know what I mean? When you think things are so different as time goes by, don't you? But you know what? Isn't it good that God never changes? He's the same yesterday and today and forever. What else does it kill? Complacency. Relationships. You need to invest in relationships, right? You know, you know, you, you talk to your kids, your wife, your people at work and everything else. And, and us, you know, we, we love being with our family and other folks and everything else. But the truth of the matter is, if you think about it, Pound for pound and minute for minute, you're probably with the people you work with the most. You think about that. You know, I don't get to talk to my wife eight hours a day. She's probably thankful for that. But, but I will text message, right? I mean, think about that. So, you know, a lot of times what we bring into a situation is what we reap in a situation. Not all the time, but I'll tell you what, if you bring in, in blessing, you just overload them with blessing, things will turn around. So everybody has a great... Uh, outlook on their job and everything is lovely dovey at their job, correct? Woo! Everybody work for themselves, they're arguing with themselves now. How that guy work for somehow? <laughs> but you know what? We've got to work with things, right? We gotta work with people. God works with us. That's what sometimes I just have to laugh at myself, and I do that a lot. How many people are good at laughing at themselves? You might as well get used to it, because somebody else will if you don't. Right? <laughs> You know, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves. And, and, you know, sometimes this is crazy stuff. But I want you to listen to me again. 
And I mentioned this early on. Being complacent or being comfortable is not a good thing in our Christian walk. And again, I'm not saying that, I, I am saying that yes, we can rest in the Lord. I'm talking about missing the nudge of God and, and, and just letting the days go by. Man, how many people thought their kids grew up fast? I mean, fast. And then when they got what they needed, gas money, they slowed down. <laughs> Jesse didn't laugh at that one. But anyway, that's all right. But he's doing good, man. That guy can stretch some money. That's good. He takes after his grandmother. Man, my, my your great-grandmother. Amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you, you talk about the fishes in the load, multiplying stuff. Denise's grandma, she gets it honestly. She can shop till you drop. And the good news is, she don't spend that much. She, she really works it, right? Now, Denise's grandma, she starts doing Christmas shopping the day after Christmas. And man, she goes with it. She's working and everything else. And she says, well, honey, I don't know what you got. I bought it last year. You know what I mean? But, I don't know. but it's, you know, she's out there. She, she's about the business. She's on a mission with that. Because she loves to be a blessing to her family. Now, what mission does God have for you today? Think about that. Has God called you to a certain thing, a certain mission? How's that coming? It's kind of quiet right there. Well, there's always time to make some adjustments along the way. So I hope today, through what we got going on, God will show us what's going on. So today, the sermon title is called Enough. How many know God's enough? More than enough? Always on time? Never late? Doesn't work in your schedule, with your schedule all the time, what you think, but he's got the best schedule, right? I am very thankful for that. Boy, I got some stories. You guys are going to say, man, how did you make out this week? I was blessed. How about you guys? But I had a couple other things I wanted to share here. So before I get into this verse, well, I'll go ahead and read that verse, but I'm going to read a little bit further too. So we're going to be in, if you got your Bibles, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. We try to put most of the scriptures up here, but man, keep your Bible with you at all times. You got it on your phone. You got it on your iPad. Isn't it great to be living in America now, right? There's no reason you can't get the word of God unless you choose not to. That's pretty amazing. So, let's start with this. Revelation 3.15. And it says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or another. Now, John is writing this in the book of Revelation under the inspired Holy Spirit to the church of Laodicea. I'm going to give you a little background on this city. It is the most wealthiest city out of the seven cities in their area. They had all types of things going on, man. I took a couple of notes in it. They had, they had a big, listen to this. This is way back when. They were known for their big banking industry. They were known for uh, wool industry. You ready for this? They even had a hospital and they made ISAV. I was digging in, man. I'll tell you a little bit. This was a very wealthy City, But you know what happens sometimes? And there's nothing wrong with wealth as long as it's not a hit of God. Amen? Y'all going to see what I'm talking about. So, that, so, so take a good look at what he says in there. And I want to go back to this here. But what happened was with that city, as much stuff as they have and as cool as things were, they had a problem with their water flow, the water systems. And so what they were trying to do, they would make this aqueduct system. And it would come in from the hot springs. And it would funnel it through all these different things to get to the city. But the problem was, by the time it got to the city, it was neither hot nor cold. It was kind of bland. And this is what God's talking about as a Christian. That's why I have my, my flaming Bible out there. Man, we need to be on fire for God. Anybody excited about God? Anybody? If, if, you do, if, if you start to lose a little of that, think about what God has saved you from. 
See, it's good to talk about hell, right? So you know where you're not going if you're, you're a believer, right? You, you got to understand what he saved you from so that you'll know what he called you to. Does that make sense? See, a lot of times people get, he saved me from hell, and then he sit on the sidelines. I want to talk about the other part that he called you to. What did he call you to do? I got a funny feeling to tell everybody you can about Jesus. Anybody up for that? I'd like to do that in case you you didn't know. We try to do anything and everything we can. And you know, you say, well, buddy, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this. That's okay. You know, one thing we did a while back. Now, many of y'all know I got saved from a Bible track. Somebody handed out a little Bible track with God's Word on it. Halloween night, 1995. And I read that. And God's Word will not come back void. And it pierced my heart. And I knew at that point I needed Jesus in my life. So what we did for some time, maybe we'll do this again. We're real big on Bible tracks. We're big on anything to tell people about Jesus. Now, how many people got some bills? <coughs> if you got some bills, raise your hand. All right, for all you that don't have bills, I'll give you some of mine. All right? What we would do is every time we got a bill, we would still pay the bill. But we put a Bible track in with the bill and send it back. All right? You never know who's going to see that. How many people get telemarketers? I will share Jesus with a telemarketer in just a minute. What? And it don't make no difference to me. I say, hey man, you on the phone? You got yeah. And they tell me this for you. I swear I wouldn't, I wouldn't like any of that. But can I tell you what I got? And I said, it's for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's for free? Yeah, it's for free. God already paid the price. And over the years, I've had the privilege of leading a few people to the Lord over that. Isn't that crazy? Who would think that God would, would use that? I bet that guy went in that night going, oh, okay, would you like to have a time share and all this stuff, okay, you know, hang up, hang up. I said, man, I already got a place, dude. What do you mean? Oh, man, I got a mansion. You got a mansion? Where, where's that? Is it Williamsburg? No, a little bit further. <laughs> a little bit, little bit, little bit more north, north, you know. <laughs> in heaven. And I said, if you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven? And, and he doesn't have that on his little screen. He doesn't know how to respond to that sometimes. Thinking, well, I, 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 my mother goes to church. I get that sometimes too. Man, I tell you, God's got so many stories running through my mind, but I want to stay on track here. So what I'm saying is let's make the most of every opportunity. Anybody excited about sharing their faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a little, it's a little, you know, scary, but it's okay. Let's go back to the church of Laodicea with the, the water problem, with the bland water. Anybody ever just drink a bottle of water or a glass of water and it's just been out all night? Ugh. I know Gloria has because she made the same face I did. She was going, it is. I was like, yeah, I know. She said, that's right. And it's, but I tell you what, if you're thirsty, you're still drinking. But it's just not the same if something's really hot or even if it's really cold. Amen. And God wants us to be what? Really hot. We don't serve a halfway God. Aren't you glad? Man, he didn't go halfway to the cross or anything else. So check this out. Let's go. Um, well, I got. I didn't print this. I got this. This is why it's good to have you Bible. Now, the next verse says this in uh, Revelation 3.16. But since you are lukewarm, that's like that water. He's using that, that illustration. Neither hot nor cold. I will spew you out of my mouth. You hear that? <laughs> that's what God thinks about a half-hearted Christian. Amen. Didn't say he didn't love you. He didn't say any, anything other than that. It's just that it, it's not. It's it's detestable. If we just come in here and go, "Woo, I'm gonna play guitar. It's all about me and all this." Stuff. God's just going, uh, "Yep, I got you." Right? How many know there's a point that a man wants to identify the judgment? We will stand before the Lord to give account. Let me tell you, man. 
And people say, I had a guy the other day, and this is not a buddy thing, this is a total God thing. He said, what you been doing? I said, how much time you got? And I said, man, I've been doing this, I've been doing this, doing this, and God's opened the door with this. He goes, man, I don't know how you do it. I said, oh, it's easy. It's easy. It's one word. He said, how's that? I said, Jesus. It's Jesus. Do not, people listening, I am not preaching a gospel that you got to work your way to heaven because you can't do it. Please understand it's by grace. You say through faith. Not that he said, but it's a gift to God. But there's some accountability that goes with that. Amen. And when we start realizing that, guess what? You got to look at the little pep in the That's it. Let's keep on going. Well, that's what I want us to see today. So he says, you know what? If you need a hot or cold, it's just, I just want to speak out of my mouth. And it's pretty amazing how God does those things. He, he, he's just amazing the way he gives us analogy. How many people learn by pictures? Right? You never know that when you see me putting stuff together. But if I got a good picture, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And Jesus is always showing us that. God is always working through his word, through those parables and, 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 and picture stories. So everybody doing good? Get the intro. Where are we going with this, right? Amen. If you're doing good, say amen. amen. All right. So let's start off with the not enough. Not enough, all right? Now I want to help us with this here. This is the cold hard facts here. This is where we all are before we get saved. You ready? Romans 3.23. For all have sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Somebody say amen if you believe that. Amen. Are you living proof of that? Amen. I am. I am. I'll tell you what. You go back through your life and you go, I can't believe. I can't believe I'm still alive. Anybody feel like that? I feel blessed. Man, I work with a guy. And uh, we've been working together for years and years and years. And they hired a new guy from my neighborhood. Right? The old neighborhood. And we were talking. And so me and my buddy's catching up. And the guy I work with, he goes, is there anybody that's living in your neighborhood that's not in jail? I said, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cute. But he said, man, you guys must have come up kind of rough. It wasn't that we weren't, we were really blessed, we just didn't probably appreciate it. But man, I tell you what, if you had a motorcycle that said it would do 50, we got to figure out a way to make it do 60. You know, if somebody can ride a wheelie with two hands, you got to do it with one hand. We were just, what do they call it, toppers. Man, that'll get you hurt. But I'm going to tell you what, we're all in the same field right here. I want you to see this again. It says, for what, for all, got it underlined, have sinned. Usually, you don't have to argue with people like that. You can ask them a couple questions and you'll find out. But what they usually think, they can do enough to, to, to offset it or something like that. But uh, let's keep on going about that. So I want you to realize on this right here that Christianity is based on the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, rose on the third day, okay? And it's about a personal relationship with him. And the reason I wanted to break that down, I know many of y'all know that, but it's not about your grandmother's faith. She didn't get a head start to heaven for you. Does that make sense? Elvis didn't get, just because he had a couple of good hits. No, man, well, you know, wink, wink, God, I'm in, right? It's always about the cross. And I know that sounds kind of crazy. Oops, I thought it was a phone ringing. I thought somebody else was coming in. Don't want a hotline. It's always about what Jesus has done. Because we were in such a, a state as this. So let's keep on going. So what I want to say is, it's not enough trying to make it on your own. If you believe that, say amen. amen. All right. Story lesson number one from Bud's Week, all right? Did a few things, picked up a truck, and bought an old truck for me and the boys to mess with and everything else. What a blessing. Hey, hey, we'll see. All right? 
So there's a few things you got to do on this truck. I said, well, you got to do a few things on this truck. I said, okay. Well, and then a few things turned into a few more things, and a few more things turned into a few more things. Anyway, about about 8.30, me and my partner are at the, the O'Reilly's again for parts, right? And man, I tell you what. Anybody got, well, let me just say this. We go to O'Reilly's, and I get the part. This has got to be the part. <laughs> yeah, I just bought three of those. But this one's going to be the part I need. So I get it. And, and the guy makes change. And you know what he did? He gave me some crisp $1 bills. Anybody got a crisp $1 bill? No, I'm serious. All right. My son has one. Do you got a 20? Who said that? I'm in church, yes. Yeah. Let's see what he got. Now, for those that... I planned that because I made it. I made a dollar on this uh, illustration here. Now, for <laughs> for many of y'all have seen this, and, and I've done it on uh, on our a live feed stuff. But this guy gave me a couple of, of one dollar bills that were crisp, man. And my buddy just went like this. He just leaned on the counter because he knows what's coming next, right? I use a dollar bill all the time to share the gospel, man. Because one, when you whip out money, people are listening. They go, "What's going on? What's money?" But what I'm going to tell you about is so much more than any money. So the guy gives me the change, right? There's two guys in the auto parts store. We're the only ones in there, which is kind of sad because I don't care if there's 80 people in there. I'm going to tell them the same story, amen? Bring a crap, all right? So the guy gives me that, and my buddy just says, baby, I know where this is going to go. And I said, hey, man, uh, what does that say on the back of there? And they usually say one. I said, oh, yeah. I said, what else? Another guy, he's really looking at it now. He said, in God we trust. I said, that's awesome, man. I said, uh, I said, uh, do you know the Lord? Well I, well, I think so. Oh, man, this is your night tonight. I said, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? I thought he was a scat man. I said, no, man. I said, do you know for sure? He said, I hope so. See, we don't have a hope so gospel. We have a no so gospel. You know what I'm saying? We have a gospel that is true. It is the only true way to heaven through Jesus Christ. Amen. But let me tell you what I told him next. So I said, hey, man. Uh, I said, so you a nice guy? He said, man, I'm a nice guy, man. I try to help people. I said, I believe that. His boy said, he is a nice guy. Right? <laughs> they, they just backing one another up. I said, well, can I ask you a couple questions to see if that's true? And he goes, sure, sure, sure. And I said, have you ever lied before? He said, well, yeah, I lied a long time ago. I said, oh, man, that's sin. Ooh, that'll rip you away from the things of God. He said, man, that guy's ripping that dollar. And I said, have you, have you ever uh, stolen anything? See, when you say that, I said, you know, they're gonna, have you ever took anything that's not yours? They goes down look. Well, a long time ago, I said, man, that's, that's stealing. I said, time doesn't forgive sin. Only Jesus does. I said, so you stole something. And usually it's the guy, I got him on the ropes now because I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit. And I go, okay, man, have you ever looked at a woman with lust? And before he could say anything, I said, I'm going to rip it because you already told me you lied. And he, goes, he says, yes. I said, man, by your own admission right now, you were lying, thieving, adulterous at heart. And there's a point that a man wants to die and then the judge, you got to stand before God. Does that concern you? He goes, yes. His buddy, his buddy was over there, ticket, ticket, ticket. Like that. And I said, man, I thought the same thing. But you know what else I thought? I thought I would go over here, help a little old lady across the street, put the money in the church plate, be nice, check on my neighbor. All these things. I was going to work my way to heaven, right? But guess what I found out? That my work's like filthy rags. I can't do enough. Can't be pretty enough. Can't be smart enough. Y'all already knew that, right? Right? Especially when you're looking at me. But anyway, look at this. I said, so look, man. There's a great chasm between us and God. 
our sin separates us from God. Does that concern you? Because yeah. See, now he's ready for the good news. He's realizing that what he has ain't enough. Amen. He can't work hard enough, give more, all this. It's all about Jesus. Aren't you glad it's only one way? And I always like using a one because there's one way to heaven. Right? And I said, well, now, now he's ready for the gospel. His heart is open to hear the message of Jesus Christ. I said, let me tell you about this, guy. Now, they're over there, man. They don't care if anybody else is coming in. I got their full attention. Actually, God has got their full attention. Amen? And I said, you know what? God loved you so much, man. He came in and sent his son to pay the price on the cross. We had a sin debt that we could not pay. Only a perfect person could pay it. And the only perfect one that ever walked this earth was Jesus himself. And he came in to wrap his loving arms around us sinners. And the Bible says when we call on the name of Jesus, we will be saved. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, he wants to restore us. And they're like, yeah. I said, does that make sense to you? He said, yeah, that makes sense. I said, when you call on the name of Jesus, he wants to restore you and put you back in the family just like this. And he goes, you made the dollar new. I said, God made the dollar new, Right? But it's more than that. I guess I better get this back. I'm going to keep it there. Thank you, son. All right. (laughs) For y'all in here, he said, I probably owe it to you. That's all right. Dad ain't keeping store. But I do need some help around the house sometimes. (laughs) He reserved the right for that. But going back to this, I told my buddy, I said, how long did it take for us to share the gospel? He said, man, you got that down in like two minutes. I said, did I offend the guy? Did I, I didn't have to argue with the guy? I didn't anything else? See, the Bible says in Psalm 19, 7 that the law is perfect in converting the soul. I pointed him to the Ten Commandments. None of us could do the Ten Commandments. That's why Jesus came. The Ten Commandments were there to show us that we need the Savior. Who's the Savior? Jesus. Amen. So you know what? My prayer was, I said, you know what, man? I pray that, you know, you don't leave here tonight without calling on the name of Jesus. I have shared that many, many, many times. Led people to the Lord in a drive-thru. Don't matter, right? Whatever opportunity we have, we're going to try to do it. To this day, and we've been sharing this a long time, I have never had nobody scream at me, yell at me, throw a fist at me or anything else. I've had people over, over time that didn't always like mess with I'm talking about when I, when I got to, to their heart. You know what they usually do? You say, thanks, man. I didn't know. We don't want nobody to not know, amen? So did you see real fast how we're not enough? I'll tell you what, I would be real thankful for another thing of water if we got one somewhere hiding around here. Let's keep on rolling. So not enough. That was the biggest thing that I see. Tom's going to get something over there. Yep, I guess I'm going to have to give him the dollar back. All right, thank you, buddy. All right, let's keep this rolling. For everybody in the line, it's like, wow, they're just real people. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I'm going to put this down here. So, we see when we're not enough and we don't measure up without Christ. And I even mentioned this in my story. It says, all of us have become like uh, who, one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Our works are like filthy rags. That doesn't mean you don't have any value. But it means that there is no way that you or I or anybody else can get to heaven on their own. Amen? I know somebody when they grew up, they were, they were just one child in the family. And we've had to work with her as time's gone on. Because sometimes she just say, I just do it myself. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna point to nobody. I'm just gonna stretch out a little bit. I'll just do it myself. You ever get like that? I'm just gonna do it myself. Because you get frustrated. Right? You get frustrated. I'll just do it myself. Guess what? This is one thing you just can't do yourself. Now the part that you can do yourself and you need to do yourself is just call on the Lord personally. So I want to give you the tools for that. But so many times, just like those folks in Laodicea Church, they had the wealth. They had they had the know-how. They had all these things. And what happened was, not that things are a bad thing, they're only bad things when they get ahead of God. Does that make sense? When we get our priorities out of whack, we got a problem. So we want to constantly be looking to the Lord. Lord, are you ordering my steps? Are you doing, are you working in my life? I want to be hearing from you. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm not standing up here telling you that I don't get my steps out of whack sometimes. But God is so good, he will give us a chance to make some course corrections. But I want you to look at this. It says, all of our righteous acts, that means our works, anything we think that we're doing works, right, are like filthy rags. We are all shriveled up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sin swept us away. You ever had a, see a leaf? Probably just, you know, just a few months back, things are dying off and everything like that. The wind blows. You got them all on the back of your truck, everywhere else, all that stuff. They come off the tree. They come off the vine. They're not feeding on the vine anymore. See, we need to be feeding on the vine of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hope you guys get a couple of those illustrations here, but I wanted to make sure that you know that we know it's all about Jesus. So when I say I don't, I don't want to beat anybody up. I want to straighten everybody out. Talk, talk to me first. We cannot save ourselves. Everybody good with that? Aren't you glad? Because what would you have to do to save yourself? What would you have to do? What's the wrong thing that's going to knock you out? What's the good thing that's going to get you in? See, that's just confusing. But with Christ, it's not confusing. It's finished. Amen? It's finished with Jesus. We just need to receive that. Amen? Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. Oh, we're going to get deep now. Just enough. I want to talk to y'all just a little bit here now. I'm gonna, I got two sides of the coin I want to share with this. I got a lot of reading to do, so you guys dig in. If you got your Bibles, we're going to start in Matthew uh, chapter 13. All right? The parable of the sower. Anybody heard that? <laughs> All right. I got this thing so, so tiny on here. Y'all help me out here. It starts out, look at this. It says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. All right? Starts out here. Make sure my, my notes are all, all, all in line here. It says, when your hearts, when you, well, excuse me, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away the away that was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed finally falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they lastly only, oh man, my stuff is so small here, I apologize. They have no root. They last only a short time. When we get to that, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Amen? Let me talk about this a little bit more. That's actually the breakout. I should have probably read the first part there. If you guys get a chance, read, read a little bit more into that. So, I've got a few more things in here I want to share with you. When we're looking at this, talking about just enough, let's back up. We know we can't do it on our own. Right? Then we come and we hear the word of God. Amen. 
And some people get real excited. Woo, okay, I know Jesus. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And it's just like this right here. Where we start at here. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and once receives it with joy. Ever seen anybody get excited about church? You really say, man, I'm in, I'm going, yeah, this is good. And then guess what happens so many times? But since they have no root, they only last a short time. That's why it's important to dig in God's word. It's great that you come, it's great that you listen. Are you digging in God's word? You've got to have that seed planted deep in the word of God, amen? And that's what I see so much. We, we And also to go along with this, I know some people that, that in, in, in our lives we probably waver back and forth. We know the word of God as far as we, we receive that and everything else. And then we just plug in just enough. You ever had like an old fan or something like that or, or a drill or something? And it's plugged in and, and the wire is just not all the way right. And it kind of shorts out. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. It doesn't have a good connection. As believers, that happens to us sometimes. Right? We, we, we've got a connection, but sometimes we walk away and kind of pull the cord a little bit. Right? So what I'm talking about today is what do we got to do to continue to stay plugged in? So often we just, we, we let the cares of the world come in here. You see the rest of this here? Down here, it says, let's see. The seed falling along among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but worries of this life. We talk about worry life. Can you just imagine? I, I, I love the way the Bible just opens stuff up to us. How many people like the garden? I like putting stuff out. I'm not a big weeder. Denise said, you just wasted all your time. I said, it'll, it'll overcome. It'll be all right. And then I go, go to Miles' house and he got everything straight. And I said, you got any more of them cucumbers, man? You got any more cucumbers? Next year, I'm just going to throw them out by my plant. Look, I told you better now. But I'm not a real good weeder. Right? But God helps us take the weeds out of the garden of our heart through listening to his word. Amen? But think about that. When we allow the problems of every day to come in and start growing in our life. You know how you fertilize them? I'm going to tell you right now. When you keep reciting them. Amen? How many people preach the problem? What do you mean? Man, I got work tomorrow. You ain't going to believe what I got to do when I get there tomorrow. Oh my goodness, I got a meeting at 8. I got to be over here. I got to do this. And, and they didn't finish well than this over here. And this person didn't file the right paperwork. <sighs> Roots better be real good and tight. Because guess what's happening? Those weeds are coming in. And you're just speaking. So you got all prayed up the night before. You're getting a great message today from the Lord, right? And you're all excited about it. But now you're going to go home and pull the scab off and let the weeds grow in, right? Don't do it. What happens if you woke up tomorrow and said, man, I tell you what. God is more than enough. I don't serve a halfway God. I'm going all the way in with God. I'm diving in like Kevin said. Go all the way. Jump in. Right? What would happen? I bet you the weeds would clear up. Because you would be so focused on the things of God that you wouldn't worry about the things of the world. If God, and He can, and we are trusted in Him to hold our life for eternity can do that, do you think the 40 hours that you got ahead of you, if, if, if we're blessed to work them 40 hours, God can't handle them? You know He can. So yeah, God, I put it up against the backdrop of the cross. That's what I'm always trying to do. Sometimes, let me tell you, things are not always fun, right? 
Not always fun. I'm not, it, it, I don't know anybody like that, and I'm going to be the first one to tell you. It's like, oh man, Pastor Buddy, man, Denise is waiting at the door. Kids are back there. Hey, Dad, you're the greatest. You know? But my three legged dog is faithful, I will tell you that. She would come over there and she's like, hey, you got anything to eat? You know? <laughs> That's my girl, man, old Sasha. Right? <laughs> the reason I'm going into all this is because sometimes, man, we need a little shaking. We need, to, we need to say, hey, look, wait, look. let me evaluate my life. Let me see. Let me evaluate what God's doing in my life. How often do I keep the Bible shut? Am I going to the Lord in these areas of my life? Am I praying? Or am I just praying when I need something? Am I praising when I got something? Amen? Man, how do you start your day? We've been talking about this a lot because God keeps dragging me back to that because I want to make us strong, strong in the Word. I want us to continue to do that. You know, I, I got some friends that like going to the gym. Right? And, and, and they start off with a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight, and I'll come back, and I'll come back three months later, and uh, they're still working out, and they're doing that. And I was like, man, how did they get so strong? Because they stuck to the plan. They stuck to the stuff. How's your, how's your spiritual growth going? Now, we are in, this is the end of February, right? How is your walk different from January 1st to now? Just ask it, Right? Is it coming along? Are you reading more? Do you ever set any goals for yourself? They say if you write stuff down, you, you're like 60% or 70% more apt to do it. I said, I wanted to read more books this year. I wanted to read the book more this year. I wanted to journal some more. And man, I start off good. How about you guys? And then I go back and I in, in, in uh, Denise's office that I've kind of taken over. She's so kind. I, I've got, a, I've got a, my journal in there. And before I know it, I'll flip that journal open. I ain't wrote nothing in two weeks. Wow. Lord. That doesn't mean I don't believe. That doesn't mean I don't love the Lord. That doesn't mean that, that I'm not praying all the time. I am. But guess what? If I don't guard my God time, the devil will take it away. Amen? I've got to set parameters in my life. It's different times. It's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to do this. But you know what? It's all about priorities. Whatever is a priority in your life, you will figure out a way to do it. I'm telling you. How many people got to go to work tomorrow? Right? You're going to be there, Lord willing. It ain't going to be, you're not going to call and say, hey, you know, I just thought I'd sleep in today. You'll do that maybe once. Because then they're going to try to get you a psychiatric evaluation and say, you have lost your mind. We got stuff to do. You know what we got to do? We got to be about God's business, man. We got to be telling people about Jesus. Why? I'm already saved. I'm good. Ooh. Because guess what? Can you imagine getting to heaven? And man, you're standing before the Lord, and He says, Where are the 5,367 people that I was going to use you to impact? Woo! Can you hear me now? This is not a message of condemnation. This is not a message to scare you. This is a message to prepare us. I want us to run a good race, man. How many of Jesse plays in the band, right? Y'all, how much do y'all practice? Y'all practice all the time, right? What would happen if you scrolled out there, you saw Sproul at the end of the end of the next year, and you rolled out there in band season and just started playing? You would give that man a heart attack, wouldn't you? Doug wouldn't be happy. Doug wouldn't be happy, right? He is like a fire oil machine, you know. I can't imagine going, well, you know what? I got these new weightlifting clothes. I think I'll go, go bench press 350. 
I hope a couple of people's in there to get that thing off my neck because it ain't going to happen, man. You know? So so in, even in a natural, I mean, how many people would get in their car? Some people may get in their car and say, I'm going to California, never check the oil, never check the tire pressure, all that. How many people, right? I'm on a roll now. How many people would walk out if we were walking out here and they say, look, I know there are a lot of landmines out there. They're all over the place. But you know what? I know where they're all at. Somebody says, I know where they're all at, and I'll guide you. You know, that's all right. Just go. What do you think of that? There are landmines that you will see every day. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I will walk with you through and around those things. But we just put them on the side. Is that making sense? We just take off running. We just take off running and see what's going on. I want to encourage us today to be strong in the Lord, man. Rely on the Lord and see what he's got for us. Everybody doing good? So don't just live a halfway eh, lukewarm life for the Lord. That does not mean that you go get a bullhorn on your, your car and go, everybody going to hell. That don't, you know. No, I've seen that out here. I'm going, what are you talking about? I've seen the guys on the boxes preaching and just, you know, take the Bible and just start whacking people like that. Everybody's like, ah! You know? But he says, from the goodness of God that we will repent from our sins, that we turn from our sins and turn to God. I want you to think about something right now. Just take five seconds. Think about how good God is to you. Can everybody see me right here? Got to get the eyesight. Can you hear me? You can hear that. I know we got aches and pains and I know we got other stuff and I'm never ever going to diminish those things. But let me tell you. Talk to my mind. I started trying to cut back a little bit. I am not a diet guy. Amen. I am not a diet guy. January 4th, I started eating different. Praise God, 23 and a half pounds down yesterday. Amen. Four and a half pounds out the gut. All right. You know the big praise is? They took me off my blood pressure medicine, man. I don't have to take blood pressure medicine anymore. That's a praise. So I was telling one of the guys I work with, he goes, well, but what do you eat? I said, hamburgers, bacon, cheese. All this. I said, gotta watch the carbs, man. He said, can you have pasta? I go, not every day. He said, can you have bread? I said, not every day. He goes, I just said, how much? He, look up on your phone and see how many grams of the, I'll cut back, small fry, waffle fry, Chick-fil-A, 36 grams. Oh, you only get 20, right? Why am I bringing this in? Because you know what I told my friend? I said, don't look at what you can't eat. Look at what you can eat and you'll find that you're blessed. Does that make sense? I don't look at, oh man, I can't have that, I can't have that, I can't have that. People approach Christianity like that. You mean I can't do this, I can't do that? If you know God, you will want to do the other stuff. Amen? Now I'm not going to say you're not tempted from time to time. Everybody knows we are. But the big picture living is this. When God gets a hold of our heart, he's not going to let you get it so far. He's going to say, he's going to be going, he's a gentleman now. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not the best for you. And then you do it, and then you go home, and you go, I shouldn't have done that. That ever happened? Be quick to turn back to God. Right? Be quick to turn back to God. But I, I know I kind of blew through some of this. There's so many things I wanted to share. That, that would be a message and a half right there. And I just cut to the meaning of that. But the, the, parable, the parable of the sower, take a look at it this week, and look how some of the seed fell out on stony ground and, and on good ground and all that. We want to be a good ground here of God's word. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. The, the only other thing I, I had in here was this. I'm going to tell the story now. Everybody ready for another story? 
I got to get a big drink of water on this. Because it ties in. He said, but why in the world do you tell so many stories? Because I believe God's working in our life all the time. And I believe God uses those situations that happen through our week. Because you got a story. Everybody's got a story that will transform your life. Amen. So I told you this week, I found a truck and went and talked to a guy and everything else. And I said, you know, uh, he said, I got to get some stuff straight on the top. Right? I said, no problem. I said, when you get it straight, you give me a call. He said, do you want it? Do you want to leave a deposit? I said, no problem. Here's $100. When you get it straight, you give me a call. No problem. The guy texts me and says, I'm at the DMV. Okay. I'm standing in line. They're processing it. No problem. He came out and said, hey, man, everything's ready. When do you want to come to the truck? I said, well, let me see if I can get my favorite father-in-law in the whole world to drive me up there and we'll come back and get it. Now, I had went, we had talked about a price on the phone. But when we got there, there was a few other things, so we had to make some price adjustments. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't tell about that. Okay. Right? So, I gave him $100. I put the rest of the money back in my, in my jacket. And we got back, and I'm calling my buddy, because I know i got to get some work done on this. I'm calling my buddy here, calling this, calling Thomas, doing all this, talking to Granddaddy. We're doing this. A couple of prayer requests, everything going on, nobody's fault but mine. And we get out of the car, and the guy comes over with the title, and I said, Here's the money. He goes, okay, man, I trust you. And I thought, man, you know, when I do business, I always do that. I said, I appreciate that. Count the money. Because I never want any problem when I leave. He said, no problem. I'm looking at the DMV stuff. I'm making sure I got the VIN number. I'm looking around here. His kid comes out. Jimmy's talking to him. All the stuff going on. All these things going on. I'm getting spun around everything else. Hey, man, appreciate that. I drive off. This is 3 o'clock. PM. I go and take the, the car to my buddy's shop. Got to get some stuff done. Come on back. Go on about my business. Tell Thomas, I said, man, you know what? We got this good project. This is going to be some good dad time. This is good. Yes, this is going to be good. We're going to have a good time with this. Everything's good. Went all about my day. Went to the gym. Went to eat. Everything else. And about 9.30, I was sitting on the side of my bed checking my blood pressure because I don't have to have the medicine no more. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I put my blood pressure machine on. And it started squeezing. I said, Lord, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity to get that truck and everything else. And, uh, I, you know, I just planted blessing and everything else. And about halfway on that arm, the Lord spoke to me and said, you didn't take all the money out of the envelope. I think my blood pressure went up. I said, I didn't take all the money out of the envelope. There was a couple of hundred dollars that wasn't supposed to be in. You see what I'm saying? We, we negotiated down. But when I went back, I had the original thing, and I was talking and doing. I overpaid the guy. This is not a good feature. Tip number one. Do not tell your wife what's happening until you get all the facts. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to tell her, but I just want to have a good story. Time to tell her. So I go, and I call the guy, and I go, hey, man, I'm going to tell what's up. He goes, hey, buddy, what's happening? I said, man, can you do me a favor? I said, can you double check? that envelope. I said, I pulled the $100 out and then I went and did this stuff and I came back and I gave you the whole envelope. You know what price we're talking about, blah, 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 blah. He said, man, I'm at food line right now. I'm thinking, I don't care where you're at. <laughs> Check the envelope. He goes, I'll be home in about 35 minutes. I said, okay. I said, Lord, that guy sure seems like an honest guy. But you know what, Lord? 
if it doesn't work, because I knew, I knew the money was in there, I never took it out. I said, but you know what, Lord? It's going to be good any, any way around. That was on me. But you know what? If that's the way it goes down, that's the way it goes down. Guess what happened in 35 minutes? Nothing. Guess what happened in 40 minutes? He called me. He said, brother, you were right. You gave me $200 too much. I almost wanted to cry. I want you to hear this right now. It was not about the money at that point. I said, did God get anything he said he was going to do? I appreciate that in this. And he said, yeah. I said, can I come get it? He goes, yeah. Now, now, I thought, it's 11 o'clock. No problem, man, I'm up. So I'm driving down 171 and I'm praying. I go, Lord, you know, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. And I said, Lord, even in, the, in my, my stupidness, that's, I just talked to God just like I'm talking. I said, you covered me. Because, you know, I need that money for the repair and all this stuff, Lord. And, and you, you took care of that. And I, I actually blessed that man that he was honest. And the Lord spoke to me. And in that second, right there by running, man, I realized it was not about the money. It was not about the car. He said, I want you to encourage that man when you get there. Yeah. So I pull up. Here comes the guy. Because here you go, man. And I'm sitting in the car. And I said, uh, Tony. He said, yeah, man. I said, I really appreciate that. I said, do you, do you know what I do? And he said, I'm not sure. But I think you like to encourage people. And that was blessing to my heart. Because that's what God had just told me to tell him, to encourage him. I said, man, I pastor a church. He goes, I believe that. And I said, man, this whole thing is not about a car, it's not about a money, it's about you. And this guy is not a pushover. This is this this guy, he's been around a little bit. And it, it tears started to, to, to come up in his eye. And I said, man, I don't know what you've been going through or what's going on in your life. But God just wants you to know, he ain't never forgotten about you. And he told me, he said, buddy, you have no idea what I've been through in the last several months. I think he said he moved from, from Colorado here. He said, I was a deacon in my church. He said, I was preaching the gospel, man. Laying it out there. And he said, I had people attack me, everything else. Wanted to add something to the gospel. And he said, but it's Christ and it's finished. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, you're right, you're right. So 11 o'clock that night, I'm hanging out with my buddy, tattoos, earrings, long hair, loud muffled on a truck, and we're praying. And God is good, amen? Amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap on that. I pray that through that story, you see that it's not about the car. It's not about the money. It's about souls. God is in the touching life business. Isn't that amazing? And I want to tell you what. That would have been the, the, the money part. You couldn't buy an opportunity like that. You couldn't buy. I got to hear the voice of the Lord. I was not thinking about anything else other than, and I hope my blood pressure is low. Now my blood pressure is going high. Yeah. But God, I want you to see that. But God, even in our, our poor mistakes, God is willing to work them all together for the good. Amen. You know why? Because God is more than enough. Let me hear you say amen to that. Alright. So God is more than enough. I want to read a few things in here. Matthew 13, 23.
this is where we get to the part where the seed's falling on the good ground. And I had to kind of condense this down to, to get it all in here. But it says, Matthew 13, 23, But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop. You hear that? Produces a crop. Yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. God's word produces results. Amen? It does. It produces results. Yesterday I went to see Bill, one of our older fellows here. And they have to give him a real good report, but Bill don't really care because he's going to go with God's report. Amen? Bill, if I'm not mistaken, he's 89, right? The man can drop you to your knees with his hand, handshake. It's amazing. He's been through all types of chemo and different things like that. I want you to continue to remember him and Miss Peggy in your prayer. And we had the best conversation. And I was so thankful for those windows and times of clarity that I get to visit. What about right now? For you. Is this a window of clarity right now? What do you need to do to adjust in your life to see all that God has for you? Amen. Is the word of God falling on good ground in your heart? Amen. I, I had so many things down here. I said, I said, what are we sowing? You ever notice that? You ever seen people say, I can't believe why people treat me like that? Well, how do you treat people? You ever seen that? They get the face all turned up and all that. I can't believe they said that. Well, you just talked about your kid. What do you think they're gonna say? You know? It's amazing to me. It's like, you know what? Wouldn't it be amazing? Well, maybe not. What happens if I told you, I said, you know what? It's been amazing. I had, you know, your spouse or your partner or your kids work with me this week. And what we did, we had a bunch of little recorders and we put them under your coffee table. And we're going to play them back right now. Everybody said, ooh. Yeah. Is that all right? Quiet. <laughs> yeah. God sees everything. God hears everything, right? You take him everywhere you go. Just think about Everywhere you go. Man. There's some places I feel like this. Go, you know? That's what I'm thinking. Don't, don't look. Don't look. Over my life. It's crazy. But you know what? If we kept that in mind, how would we, how would we walk different? How would we, how would we share different? I said this a minute ago. What seed are we sowing? What seed are we sowing? Now, this is not a bloody thing, but this was a blessing to me when the man said, I don't know you, but you encourage people. That's my... Ooh. I'm trying to be encouraging. But you know what? I, I, I pray that I am encouraging. And there's days I'm probably discouraging. Amen? There's some days that I get discouraged. But you know what I do? I go for God's word. I go back and say, you know what? This problem in my life is not going to define me today, Lord, but your word will. And you said that I'm more than a conqueror. You said that, you know, we're going to have uh, trials and tribulations, but be a good person to overcome the world. I want people to hear that today. I don't know what you're going through. I never minimize what you're going through. But what I want to do is maximize the God we serve. And when we maximize the God we serve, everything else gets small. You know? Hey, you know what? We can't get in enough time with God, can we? Well, let's see what else we got here. Ephesians 3.20, I love this verse. It says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work where within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Break that down and, and try not to shout. Go ahead and shout. Because I'm going to tell you, think about this. God is able, right? Let me see, God's able, let me hear. God is willing, let me hear. All right, check this out. His mighty power is work through you. Can you believe that? 
You say, man, I, I'm feeling a little weak today. You know what? I pray that the Lord will strengthen you, encourage you, bring healing to your body, but also renew your mind through the, through, through the washing of the Word, staying in the Word of God, man, bringing that home. And think about this. And he says, now, now how many people got some really cool ideas what they like their life to be like? We could come up with some really cool things. Good. But look what the Word says. And he says, okay, he says, through his mighty power at work within you to accomplish infinitely more than we can what? Ask or think. You think you can ask out of some stuff? You are not going to bankrupt God on blessings. Amen. But you know what? How do we come to him? Do we come to him like this? Let me get him run. Let me get him run. Or do we come to him because he's the blessing? Do we come to him because if all we had is Jesus, is that enough? You know, it's easy to say yes when you're sitting in the church pew. But when everything's stripped away, let's be honest, sometimes it's tough. And over and over and over, you see people through the Bible. When it was all stripped away, they said yes. And I pray that God continues to bless us and continues to to pour out health and healing on us and and grow the ministry and take the, the message of the gospel around this world. Because you're working. And God says, He's more than enough. You are not going to come up short in Christ. Amen. Now I want you to look at this here. I'm going to bring this thing home. When I was working on the last slide, I want to take a look at this. I went back. I spent a lot of time in Revelation last night. And it says, look at this. Revelation 1.3. It says, God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church. I'm reading it. All right. Bring it on. And he blesses all who listen to his message. Are you listening? Amen. Amen. All right, here you go. And obey what it says. That's our that's our mission. Now look at this. For the time is near. Christ's return is near. Think about that. When I read that last night, I thought about being in ministry and being around folks. One of the things as a pastor is sometimes you're in situations that you wish you weren't in. And what I mean by that, I, I visit a lot of hospitals and I visit a lot of people that were probably not going to be here much longer at the time. And I've been with them while they're here and when they're gone. And I've said this many times. They're not going, oh, well, you know, I wish I, I wish I had all my trophies. Anything else? I won't, I won't linger long on this. Um, I, I don't think it's about, there's a time I ever preach I don't think about my dad. My dad uh, died probably about 2011. And he got a report. He had... Um, full-blown liver cancer five weeks later I was preaching this film but there's a whole lot of blessing in there he knew the Lord it was a Tuesday I'll never forget it as long as I live I went over to my dad's house mom and dad's house he said son did you get everything straight did you call all the insurance did you do all this and my mom says what's my dad's name please but I want to talk about this he said Ruth you can't live forever here did you get everything straight I said dad I called everybody I checked on the insurance. I made sure mom's going to be good. Because he already knows the clock's running out. Matter of fact, he told me, he says, hey. He said, dying ain't the hard part when you know the Lord. Living is. Look at all the things that changed. He says, son, I never thought I'd live this long. My dad was 81 years old. Now, life's a hard thing to give up. And he fought to the end. So he asked me, did you, did you take care of everything you could take care of? I said, yeah, dad. Best I know how. I called this person. I double-checked this. I made sure of this. We went over everything. See, a lot of people don't get that. I feel very blessed. Sometimes we get a phone call. Right? I'm going to tie this in. 
And then he said these words. Bud, don't think I'm going to make it today. Don't think I'm going to make it today. I said, okay. Call work. I will not be back anytime soon. That was about 3 o'clock. I stayed and I listened to everything what he said. I hung out with him. I watched him chew his tobacco. I was listening to everything. And he was sitting in a chair and I was like, watch with one eye. What you think, Bob? Nah. I'm all right. And then he started getting more restless and everything. I want to get up. I said, Dad, don't get up. Just keep him sitting. I want to get up. Get up. I want to sit down. I want to get up. The point was this. And that was the day that we had the earthquake. You remember that? Man, my dad died. We had an earthquake and somebody hacked my Facebook the whole day. He was like, I cannot believe you wrote that. <laughs> Guess what? I didn't. I'm dealing with something else. Huh? But the whole thing I'm talking about is this. I knew the end was near and I wasn't going to waste one second. Not one second. For the time is near. Don't waste one second. That's why I tell you the story. You don't know if we're going to make it out of here. We don't know any of those things. But I tell you what, you can know where you're going. And that's what I want you to hear today. There's three things that we went over today. Not enough. We don't possess enough on our own to get to heaven. Amen. Don't go halfway with God. Don't sit on the sidelines, okay? And just sell. Don't sell. Tanya and Jim's got two girls. And one of the things that I've heard them tell them girls, and I tell my boys the same thing. Honey, don't sell. Don't sell. We want the best for our children, right? How much more does God want for us? He wants the very best for us. Amen? And guess what? The last one I've been over again, he's more than enough. God is able. Let's read that scripture again. I got it right here. It says, Ephesians 3.20, I want you to take this with you in your hearts. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So I don't know what your takeaway is today. I pray that you realize that you know what? It's all about Jesus. I pray that you will not squander your day away, your moments away, your seconds away, but you will call on the name of Jesus every day. And I want you to know this. It's finished on the cross. Don't be like the guy at the auto parts store going, I hope so, maybe so. Not putting the guy down, he just didn't know. But I'm going to tell you how you can know. And that brings you to a point of decision. Make the decision today to follow Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today and I thank you for those listening and I just want people to hear what I'm saying. Lord, make it simple. Lord, lead God and direct what I'm about to share. The gospel message. We had it on our scripture earlier, Romans 3.23. All have sinned and fall short of glory God. That means everyone has a sin condition. Every one of us have fall short. But the good news is this, that Jesus Christ came to pay that sin debt in full. But you got to receive it. You say, how do I receive it? You say, Lord, I'm putting my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Lord, I know I've sinned. I want to turn from that. I want to live for you. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. 
The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, this is the biggest decision you ever make in your life. And it's going to be the best one. Call on the name of Jesus. And I want you to think about the urgency. Just like we saw in our last scripture here. For the time is near. Nobody knows what awaits him. The time we walk out this door, the time you click off your computer. And I pray if you're listening still on the computer that you share this message, please. It just might change somebody's life for eternity. It might change yours. We're praying that it does. So if you're here today, realize that God's more than enough. But we have to drink in when he's given us by faith. The Bible says it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. I pray each one that hears this message, Lord, that you would transform their hearts and point them to your son, Jesus. And I pray that they call on the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.